0: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick.
1: Welcome to today's program. I've been waiting for you, and today we're going to return to the brand new series I'm teaching this week, which is called, These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe. And today's program is really going to be a life-transforming program for you. So stay with me all the way to the end of today's program. But first, I want to tell you about my new book that's about to be released about Christmas. You say, Christmas, you're already talking to us about Christmas? Yes, because this is a book you need before the Christmas season gets here. I waited 25 years For this book to be printed, and now it's printed, and it is just beautifully illustrated. It is filled with so many things about Christmas you've never heard in your
2: life. Look at this. Christmas is a timeless tradition. But do you really know the true story of that first holy night? In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, the rest of the story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the Nativity story you have never heard. Like, was Joseph really a carpenter? Who were the shepherds keeping watch? How far did the wise men travel and how many actually came? Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas the Rest of the Story invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across nearly 300 decorated pages.
1: The Christmas story is the most important story ever told. It is just miraculous. And with this wonderful, fully illustrated book, you will learn so much, and you'll want to share it with others.
2: When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive The Eternal Story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. Bound in a landmark, large format book, you will create a family tradition that will last for generations. This sweeping portrait of the Christmas story allows readers to reflect on why Jesus came to earth that holy night and ultimately the reason for his birth. Great as a gift or to enhance your own traditions, order this beautiful book today. Christmas, the rest of the story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer.
1: Please go online. And order your copy of Christmas, the rest of the story, or give us a call right now. My friend, when you get this book and see how beautiful it is and what's on the pages of this book, you're going to be amazed. And you're probably going to say, why didn't I buy several of these? Because you're going to think of people who need to read this book. So order several. And right now, we're also offering you my brand new series, which is called These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe. And there on the cover is a man holding his crutches, not walking with them because he's been healed. Healing is one of the signs that are supposed to be following you. Wow, are signs following you? There are signs that follow those that believe. This five-part series comes in multiple formats with a study guide. And we're also offering you right now my book, which is called Dressed to kill. It's talking about you. You're dressed with spiritual weaponry. That's why the full title says, you don't have to take it anymore because you are dressed to kill. And it is a biblical approach to spiritual warfare and armor. Please go online or give us a call. You can order all of these things. And friends, when you reach out to us, please remember to let us know how to pray for you. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things that you have never seen before. That's really what it says. We as a ministry are serious about praying and we know how to pray in faith. And if you need somebody to pray with you, reach out to us. Hey, when Denise and I need prayer, we call our own prayer team, just like I'm telling you to do. And if you need somebody to stand in faith with you, our team really knows how to pray. And they will call out to God in faith. God will answer and he will show you mind blowing things in your life. But when we know how to pray for you, we're going to do a better job of praying. So give us a call or go online and let us know how to pray for you. But. Reach for your Bible. And today we're going to begin in Matthew chapter 28, where Jesus gave us the Great Commission. And listen to what Jesus said beginning in verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Then in verse 19, he said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Let's stop with the word go, because in Greek it means go and keep going get moving and keep moving. So he's not describing just a one-time event or one-time mission experience that you go on a mission trip. He's talking about a lifestyle, go and keep going, start moving and keep moving. This is what we're commanded to do every day of our lives. Jesus said, go therefore and teach all nations. That's what we do in our ministry. And if you're a partner with our ministry, I want to say thank you for helping us taking trusted teaching of the Bible to people all over the world. We're commanded to do it. And then Jesus says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Then in verse 20, he says again, teaching them. There it is again. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And listen to this. Lo, I'm with you always even unto the ends of the world. Amen. But the word lo in this verse is very, very important. It's a translation of the Greek word edu, which means wow. And here Jesus is injecting into the phrase his own sentiments about what he's about to say. He's so excited about what he's going to tell them that he says, behold, the Greek word lo, the Greek word edu, It really means, wow, 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 listen to what I'm about to tell you. If you'll go, if you'll teach, if you'll baptize, if you'll do all the things that I just told you to do, wow, will my presence ever be with you even unto the end of the age? And then Jesus ends it with the word amen, which is emphatically saying that's the way it's going to be. And here we have the promise of God that if we'll go, God's power will go with us. If you don't go, if you don't help anybody else go, then you don't have that promise. But if you go and keep going, you might say, well, you know what? I really can't do much from where I am. Then you can become a partner with the ministry and help somebody else go. The promise will belong to you. It may do anybody who goes or helps others to go. If you'll do your part, Jesus says, my power will show up in your life. And then when you turn to Mark chapter 16, you find additional words that Jesus spoke right after that. Listen to this. And in Mark 16, 17 and 18, Jesus said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. But Jesus said these signs shall follow them that believe. The word signs is the Greek word simeon, which described the signature on a document that guaranteed its authenticity. If that signature was there, it means the document is real. It's not bogus. This is the real deal. And now Jesus says, when you go in my name, God's supernatural signature will be upon you and upon the message that you preach to prove that it's not just a man-made message. This is really a heaven-sent message message, and God's supernatural signature will be upon the message and upon you if you'll go. Well, what is the supernatural signature, or what are the signs? Well, first of all, he goes on to say, they will follow them that believe. The word follow is a translation of the Greek word parakaluthio. The word para means to be alongside, to be near, or to be in close proximity. The word a means to tirelessly follow or accompany someone else. But when you compound the two words together, it describes an associate or a companion that is right alongside you, always in close proximity. It means to accompany someone, to constantly be at the side of an individual, to always be in close proximity with a person like a faithful companion who's always at one's side. What does that mean? It means these signs that Jesus mentioned in this verse are to be your companions. Everywhere you go, they're to be with you. They're to accompany you everywhere you go. They're your traveling companions. You say, well, then why don't I see them? Well, first of all, Jesus didn't say these signs will follow Christians. He did not say that. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe A lot of Christians don't even believe in these things, so of course they're not going to see them. Jesus said, these signs will follow them that believe, and when you understand the Greek tense, it really means these signs will follow those that have engaged their faith and are believing for them. Everything that God does is triggered by faith. And if you want to see these signs accompany you, then you have to be believing for them. But, In Mark 16, verse 17, Jesus said, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. We covered that yesterday. We saw the words cast out are translated from the word ekbalo. The word ek means out. It's where you get the word for an exit. The word balo means to hurl or to throw or to toss. When you compound the two words together, it means to forcibly evict, which means if you run into anybody that is demonized in the name of Jesus and with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can forcibly evict that demonic presence. You can. Jesus said that's one of the signs that would accompany you everywhere you go. But then he added, they shall speak with new tongues. Now, it doesn't matter what denomination you belong to. It doesn't matter what you've been taught in the past, maybe positive about tongues, maybe negative about tongues. It doesn't matter, really. It's just a fact in this verse that Jesus said believers would speak with new tongues. Look at it. They shall speak with new tongues. This is right from the lips of Jesus. This is not debatable. Jesus said it. And the first time this occurred, is in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. So let's read it. And in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, the Bible says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Let me say this. Sometimes people think that when the Holy Spirit moves, it's always quiet and peaceful and sweet. This was not quiet. This was not peaceful. This was not a sweet little environment. A rushing mighty wind in Greek describes a wind so loud it is nearly deafening, which means when the Holy Spirit penetrated that room, they probably had to cover their ears because it was such a noisy, noisy event. And sometimes when the Holy Spirit moves, it's very rowdy. And that's what we find in this verse. And it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled. Now look at this. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And what happened to them when they were filled with the Holy Ghost? Well, what does the Bible say? They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, which means they couldn't do this Until they were supernaturally filled with the Holy Spirit. But when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, suddenly they had a supernatural ability to speak a spiritual language. And Jesus said this is one of the signs that would follow those who believe. But that experience in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, set the pattern for the church that when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it should be the normal expectation that you will speak in tongues. But what's the big deal about tongues? What's it all about anyway? Well, let's go back to Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, and begin with a principle that was taught by Jesus. I love this verse. And in Matthew 12, verse 34, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, which means the mouth is the release valve for whatever is in your heart. And Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever is in your heart and whatever you are full of, it eventually is going to come out of your mouth. For example, if you want to know what you're really full of, just listen to what you say. Ask your friends, what do you hear me talk about more than anything else? Their answer may tell you what you're full of. Because out of the abundance of your heart, you're going to speak. For example, if you're filled with fear, then you're going to regularly speak fearful words. If you're filled with anger, that's going to come out of your mouth. You're going to speak angry words. If you're filled with bitterness, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. You're going to speak bitter words. It's the principle that Jesus gave us In Matthew 12, verse 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you're filled with the Spirit, what's going to come out of your mouth? Spiritual words are going to come out of your mouth. That is the principle Jesus gave us. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you're filled with the Spirit, the mouth is going to speak spiritual words. And that is what we find from the beginning to the end of the book of Acts. When people become filled with the Holy Spirit, they begin to speak a spiritual language, which we call tongues. You can see it from the beginning to the end of the book of Acts. But something else very important for us to understand is John chapter 4, verse 24, where Jesus himself said, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. My friends, this is very foundational. God is a spirit. And when you study 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, it teaches that we are spirits. We're spirits that live in bodies. We have souls. The Bible says that when somebody dies, the spirit immediately leaves, the body dies because the spirit is the real life force, the real you is not who you see in the mirror. Your body is just the house you live in, your brain is your soul that you think through and express your thoughts through, but the real you is a spirit. So God is a spirit, and you are a spirit." Well, Jesus said, "God is a spirit. First Thessalonians chapter 5:23 says, "You are a spirit." So let me ask you a question. What language? Does spirit speak? I'll answer you. Spirit speaks spirit. Just like Russians naturally speak Russian. Germans speak German. Spaniards speak Spanish. What language does? Spirit speak. Spirit speaks spirit. And when you pray in tongues, it is the language of the human spirit that is speaking your human spirit has suddenly been released. That's what happens when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit supernaturally, miraculously, looses the tongue of the human spirit and gives you the ability to speak. Or as we read in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, He gives you the utterance. It means He looses your spiritual tongue and suddenly... You're filled with the Spirit, and pouring out of your mouth comes spiritual vocabulary, spiritual words, a spiritual language, which the Bible calls tongues. And when you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, the Apostle Paul comments on praying in tongues. And listen to what he says. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue... Now, why is it called unknown? Because it's unknown to your natural ears. It's not a learned language. It's a supernatural language. He says, for he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. We're talking about a prayer language. And then Paul adds, for no man understands him, howbeit in the spirit, as he's speaking in tongues, he speaketh mysteries. Well, what mysteries do you speak When you're praying in tongues, well, the day you got saved, the Holy Spirit came into you. And when the Holy Spirit came into you, the will of God came into you. Oh, so many plans and purposes of God are deeply, deeply deposited in your spirit. The problem is your head doesn't know them. There's a disconnect between your head And your spirit. But Paul says when you speak in tongues or pray in the spirit, you begin to release divine mysteries and the will of God for your life that is in you right now. It's already in you, it just needs to be released. And when you begin to pray in tongues, I say it's like dredging the human spirit. And you begin to pull mysteries up out of your spirit. You begin to pull up the plans and purposes of God for your life. And your mind then begins to understand the will of God. When you pray in tongues, you literally begin to pray divine mysteries that you need to know. But wait, there's something else. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 Verse four, Paul says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. And that word edify is an architectural term, which describes a person who says, you know what, this house is not big enough for me and my family anymore. We need to push these walls out. We need to expand our capacity. And that's what this word means. And now Paul says, when you pray in tongues, in addition to dredging truth and mysteries up for your mind to understand, Paul says you increase your spiritual capacity. When I feel like I'm at a pause in my spiritual growth, I spend a lot of time praying in tongues because according to this word edify, it pushes the walls out. It makes my capacity much, much bigger. And that leads me to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verse 18, he said, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than you all. This is the Apostle Paul. I don't understand anybody who would say it's wrong or bad to speak in tongues. The Apostle Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all. And the Greek is comparative. It means more than all of you put together. And he was writing to the Corinthians who were a tongue-talking church. And Paul says, I speak in tongues more than all of you. And my friends, it is no accident That Paul received more revelation than anybody else. He wrote two-thirds of the epistles in the New Testament. Why? Because he prayed in tongues so much that he was pushing those walls out, expanding his spiritual capacity so he could receive more and more and more divine revelation. Wow. Then, when you come to 1 Corinthians 14, verses 14 and 15, Paul says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. There it is. This is spiritual prayer. But my understanding is unfruitful. So, what will I do? I'll pray with the spirit and I'll pray with the understanding also. For us, I can pray in tongues and I can pray in English. Then, Paul says, I'll sing with the spirit, I'll sing in tongues. And I'll sing in my natural language also. So you can move back and forth between these two realms. But here we see clearly that speaking in tongues is a spiritual language. Now, somebody may say, well, do I have to speak in tongues? No, you don't. It's not a requirement to go to heaven. You just got to be born again. A lot of born again people don't speak in tongues. You don't have to. You get to. It is a privilege And Jesus said it is one of the signs that will follow them that believe. You've got to release your faith to receive this experience. And my friends, if you've never received the infilling of the Holy Spirit and spoken with other tongues, then give us a call right now because we want to pray with you to be filled with the Spirit and we want to believe with you for that spiritual language to come pouring out of your mouth, and suddenly you will enter into spirit-to-spirit communication with the Lord. It is the highest and the most supernatural realm of prayer, and it's one of the signs Jesus said would follow those who believe. I'll be back in just a
0: moment, and I'm going to pray for you. In Rick Renner's new series, These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe, Rick unpacks the words of Jesus about what kinds of supernatural signs are supposed to follow those who believe. But to see these supernatural signs, you have to engage your faith to see them manifest. God wants these supernatural signs to follow you. But what exactly are the signs? How do you ignite the supernatural in your life? How often are these signs supposed to follow you? And what does that really mean? In this brand new five-part series, Rick clearly shows exactly the supernatural signs Jesus said will follow those who believe and how to activate them in your life. Jesus said if you believe, you will cast out demons, you will speak with new tongues, you will have supernatural protection you can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. This five-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. And today we are also offering you Rick's book, Dressed to Kill. This 500-page illustrated book is a comprehensive study on spiritual warfare. And will teach you how to put on the full armor of God and the importance each piece of the armor plays in defeating the enemy. This book will equip you to keep the devil under your feet and deal a blow to the works of the enemy in your life. This beautifully bound book can be yours for just $22. Don't miss this special offer. This series, These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe and the book, Dressed to Kill. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
1: friends this is rick renner and today i want to say thank you thank you thank you for helping us to victoriously finish phase one of our ministry expansion project which was purchasing our tulsa headquarters building and building the building for our new studio in moscow that studio is an anchor for the word of god and together we did it we finished phase one And then you faithfully stayed with us through phase two and you gave again to help us finish the interior of the studio. And I wanna say thank you so much. But now in front of us is phase three. You say, well, what is phase three? Phase three is paying off the Tulsa building. Now, right now, I'm in the interior of the Moscow Good News Church. It is quite an amazing place. When you walk through this building, it's so beautiful, and it testifies to the grace of God and the provision of God and the giving of our church and of our partners. We built this facility debt-free, and because of that, the Moscow church has never had the burden of monthly payments. All of our funds have been released to do the work of the gospel. And now we need to do that in Tulsa, and I call this Phase 3. And I'm asking you today to pray about joining us as part of the giving team for phase three, which is paying off the Tulsa facility. And the reason we want to pay it off is because then it will release funds for us to take the teaching of the Bible to the ends of the earth. And dear friend, right now, the Bible is so needed. And I know that that's my heart and that is your heart. And together, we can take the Bible to the ends of the earth. So please pray about joining us for phase three to finish paying off the Tulsa Building, and I want to say thank you in advance. This program today has just been jam-packed and so rich, and I want to tell you that I have an entire series, which is called The Infilling Of the Holy Spirit. The subtitle says what it is, what it produces, how to receive it, and how to be refilled with the Holy Spirit. That's not the primary resource we're offering to you this week, but my friends, it's really something you ought to look up on our website at runner.org. But today we're offering you the brand new series, which is called These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe. There are signs that are supposed to accompany you everywhere you go. Are signs following you? If not, why not? Jesus didn't say they'll follow Christians. He said they'll follow those that believe. You've got to believe for these things to show up. And if you'll release your faith, it will trigger their operation in your life. And that's what this series is about. And it comes with a study guide. And we're also offering you right now my book, which is called You Don't Have to Take It Anymore Because You Are Dressed to Kill." It's a wonderful book about spiritual weaponry and spiritual power. Wow. And it's fully illustrated so that as I describe these weapons, you can really see what they look like and you can understand what God says we are dressed with. My friends, we really have spiritual weaponry and that's why I call this book Dressed to Kill. You have all the authority you need to keep the devil under your feet. Amen let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much that you said these signs would follow those that believe, and one of them is that we would speak with tongues. I pray for every person listening to me today to be filled with the Spirit and that that divine supernatural language would be released in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow, but remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is. There really is power.